What is better, speed or intelligence? Are we getting smarter or are we just finding faster ways to solve problems we created? We are going to look at something we do every day, which is make decisions and understand how we can break down our thought process to push us forward and not hold us back. I'm your host, Christopher Donaleski, and welcome to Smidgen of Proof. Hey, welcome back to the show. Um, Today, we're talking about, is it better to be fast or to be smart? It's the classic tortoise and the hare debate. Um, On on one hand, you you could say that the tortoise only won because he kept moving. But on the other hand, you could say that even though the, the hare had speed, it wasn't that he didn't have intelligence. He knew he was faster, but he didn't uh, he, he didn't really you know apply his intelligence. Um, and I think we can say that about a lot of things, right? It's, you know, we may know something, but we don't apply it. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I have even done this where uh, you see something on like you say Russian Shark Tank. You're like, oh, I thought about that or I did that. But you didn't apply. You didn't do it. You actually didn't take action on it. So, um, so having the intelligence or having the knowledge, um, to, to, to know something is, is completely different than taking the action. So, um, so when we talk about, you know, speed versus, uh, intelligence, sometimes, um, sometimes it does matter which one you have. So, so let's look at one example in particular about an application, um, and the difference between speed and intelligence. Now, this example is often used to explain how artificial intelligence works. Um, but I think this works here as well. In 1980, John Searle published Minds, Brains, and Programs in the journal The Behavioral and Brain Sciences. Searle summarized the Chinese room argument concisely. Imagine a native English speaker who knows no Chinese locked in a room full of boxes of Chinese symbols, a database, together with a book of instructions for manipulating the symbols, the program. Imagine that people outside the room send in other Chinese symbols, which, unknown to the person in the room, are questions in Chinese, the input. And imagine that by following the instructions in the program, the man in the room is able to pass out Chinese symbols, which are correct answers in the questions, the output. The program enables the person in the room to pass the Turing test for understanding Chinese but he does not understand a word of Chinese. Now, let me, let me help you define a uh, Turing test um, for, for those of you who may not know that, what that is. It's a, it's a method of uh, inquiring in an artificial intelligence AI for determining whether or not a computer is capable of thinking like a human being. And so in this, this event, you know, he, he, he did not know any Chinese, but he is able to, uh, you know, with these process and, and the way that interacted with the information he had um, he was able to to basically fake um, that he knew Chinese. So Cyril continues to say, the point of the argument is this. If the man in the room does not understand Chinese on the basis of implementing the appropriate program for understanding Chinese, then neither does any other digital computer, solely on the basis because no computer, qua computer, has anything that man does not. I mean, you know, technology is advancing, but so are we. So what is better, knowledge or experience? A- experience tells us that we would eventually not need the instruction in serial story, but knowledge, on the other hand, indicates we have understanding of something. 
but what comes first and 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 where does speed come into play and intelligence suggests that someone or something can retain information and apply it appropriately appropriately within context i i think you know speed is completely reliant on the amount of information you have you know not enough or too much can slow down the process um if you have way too much to go through well you have to go through that information uh, there may be misinformation in that that you have to also sift through um, to, to come to your conclusion if you don't have enough information then it's hard to make an accurate decision uh, because again you don't have all of that information so so there's there's two sides of that coin but I also think that um, having too much or, or too little um, can also be a very big hindrance intelligence is not constrained by time and you could argue that the further apart you are from applying information in which you've learned, the more intelligent you are. Uh, this would possibly imply that the closer you are uh, in applying knowledge, the less intelligent you are. Um, I don't know how accurate that is. I think it's, a, it's something that's really interesting to think about is if you, if you learn something right now, this is the first time you've ever, ever heard it and you've taken it in and you understand it and then you apply it immediately versus applying that later say a year from now you know who's who's more intelligent and i would i would say that you'd have to understand in context what the application is if they're applying it inappropriately but faster um versus they're applying it appropriately um and it's taking longer to understand you know how to apply that uh, or when to apply it, I, I think, again, it just depends uh, a lot on the context. So an another way to think about um, what we're talking about today is is this idea of, you know, is it better, quicker, more accurate to get information from one person that knows everything or 1,000 people that know one thing? Um, you know, we could put a lot of parameters within that statement, and I want to be very, you know, kind of clear um, on, on the focus here. And that is that if we weren't taking in, you know, all these different biases and, and, um, understanding experience and knowledge, uh, of a person's, the, their, their background, all, you know, all the, all the big factors that would be engaged with make someone, one person making a decision. But if you took just for the information and knowledge, um, of that person and you said, okay, well, that one person I could, um, I could go to a thousand different people and they're all going to know one thing. And together, using those 1,000 people, I can get almost all my answers. Where, you know, if I do, if I have that same kind of setup, but it's just one person knowing everything, the difference is it's quicker, right? I mean, it may not be more accurate. I think that it is more, it is quicker though. And I think that's what's, what we're happening with, with this space of, you know, intelligent versus speed. Um, I think there's a mix-up of how we define intelligence um, and how we in, how we define uh, you know the speed or the the rate of of our return. So, for instance, I go to Google right now. I could type up any question that I want, and I'm going to get an answer to it immediately. Um, is it the right answer? Is it the answer that I want? Is it, am I searching for more validation than I am from a research perspective? Uh, I think these are all things that you kind of have to to go through. But really, what I wanted to kind of take home uh, today, and really, or drive home, if I if I should say it right, uh, to drive home today, to really um, set something for us to be thinking about the rest of the week, 
And that is, um, don't let perfection prevent progress. You know, accuracy is great. Um, you know, speed is, is being able to perform uh, at a high rate is great. Um, the quality of your performance is great, but everything doesn't even matter if you don't have progress, if you don't start in the first place. So I would say that don't let perfection prevent progress. It is a way that we can can you know, continue to drive forward um, and to, to ensure that you know we're learning along the way and that it's not going to be perfect, um, but we're going to be able to, to move forward. So remember that no matter what decision you make, you could always have more information. That's not the point. If we waited until all information was present, no one would ever make a decision. Third, fast or slow, intelligence is about applications. So, you know, does it matter um, if you if you take a year to do something, if you did, if you were to take um, a day to do something? It's about applying it. You could have all the intelligence in the world, um, but if you don't apply it, then, then what does it matter? One thing I noticed about the definition of intelligence is that it never mentions outcomes. Like, it, think about that. Like, so the definition of intelligence is the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. I, I'm going to say it again. It never mentions outcomes. I think this is probably, if you can take one thing away from this episode um, today, it is that, that, in, you know, the ability um, that you have to learn and, you know, progress and to take action, that intelligence never mentions outcomes. So, so when, when you're put into position to where, Maybe you're in a room and you may feel like the dumbest person in that room um, or you're saying something that no one else is saying um, and you feel that maybe I'm wrong. Remember that intelligence never mentions outcomes. So, so outcomes is not the main driver here. It's the process. So if we go back to number one, right, don't let perfection prevent progress. And the last, you know, thing that we're talking about today is that it, intelligence doesn't mention outcomes. Then I'm going to close with this. And I think this is a great quote. Um, it's by Plato. And it says, never discourage anyone who continually makes progress, no matter how slow. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe today. Uh, if you want to share the word, please feel free to leave a five-star review and tell, a, uh, tell your friends. Um, thanks for listening.